This podcast sponsored by Prime Super, taking the complexity out of super administration so that you can get on with your business. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. I'm here with Dan Levitt, who just gave a, a talk on the nursing workforce, and it was a very engaging talk, and engagement is, is a big part of, of your plans to keep the nursing workforce strong. Yeah, so I, I think one of the things that we see in, in the workplace, um, for certainly in healthcare uh, more than anywhere else really, is um, a workforce that is you know, tired, um, perhaps disengaged, um, Maybe morales are challenges. Just, um, we don't always have the best images um, in the media, um, certainly about aged care right now with the Royal Commission and other challenges. Um, there's really a spotlight right now on what we're doing. So how do we reinvent the, the workplace and make it a place that people want to work in, that our nursing staff or clinicians, when they wake up in the morning and they're getting out of bed and getting ready for work, that they're inspired, they're excited about the day ahead on the way to work. They're, they're really looking forward to making a difference in people's lives. So I think it's really about um, the, the work in environment, um, how we um, give feedback to people, how we enable them to um, develop professionally, and how do we create a place um, that has a good work-life balance so we're not just uh, expecting people to only work there, but that we're also enabling them to have um, thrills both at work and in their personal life. So engagement of staff, I think, is one of our biggest challenges right now in healthcare. And you talked about um, an employee engagement program that you run at your facility. Yeah. So, so a key thing right now is is if we're having um, a workplace force that is engaged, it is having a plan. And uh, I think if you don't have a plan, then you're, you're directionless. So, um, what we do is we look at um, key deliverables um, of an engaged workforce because the opposite of the engaged workforce that we found was overtime costs and absenteeism. And unless people are sick, um, they really should be at work. Paid absenteeism is and overtime really is a cost that we shouldn't be incurring. So that's really just from um, running the organization well. So we have key deliverables of um, attendance management, but more than attendance management, it's really making a a workplace that people want to come to work and engaging staff, um, looking at performance development, as well as um, looking at... um, key ways that we're um, so, um, engaging with our staff through social media and also just in, in the public so that, so people have a positive outlook and a positive image of their workplace and they want to continue working there. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you got a lot of nods in your talk when you talked about, um, you know, nurses get bored so they, they need to grow and they want to grow and they want to learn and you should invest in nurses. Yeah, so, so a, a conversation that a director of, of finance and a, and a CEO had recently was the, the director of finance um, said, look how much money we're spending on education and professional development. It's really a big chunk of our spending right now on staffing-related costs. And the CEO replies back and says, um, you know, I'm not worried about them uh, leaving. I'm more worried about not investing and them staying. So it's really important that we invest in their education, professional development, that people feel like you care about them because they feel like that investment is about them and that you care for them. You care for their their health and and their well-being and their professional development. So it includes having time off, giving people time off to to do that, um, making funds available, making the organization a learning place and also um, having young people coming in um, as students so that they see that they're training the next generation they're giving back people want to help others and then I guess one more piece of this is the flexibility is is as you perhaps um, grow in in your career that you can either move from one um, department to another one role to another and also if you want to go from a line to a casual that you can have um, specific days when you're available and your workplace would accommodate you accordingly. Mm -hmm. 
And an- another interesting thing you talked about, uh, I think it was wrapped up in your development, you talked about having best practice because sometimes I think people can get dismayed when they're doing things wrong if things that maybe aren't easy and uh, yeah employing best practice can help nurses grow and feel like they're working better in a workplace yeah that's a really good, a good point so so um, we often look at another organization or another industry we think look at how they're doing things and then we think well how could we do that well at our organization um, and that's a fr- point of frustration I would suggest for workers when you don't have um, the best practice you don't have the right technology and I think it's responsibility of leadership um, to be um, making that technology and those, those best practices available and then holding the, the staff members accountable for it. At the same time, I believe staff members, the, the direct service providers, the clinicians, the nurses, the carers, they have responsibility to be informing leadership when they don't have those resources and when they think there's a better way of doing it, to suggest a better way of doing it, and then working with leadership and working as a team to make that become a reality. At two different ends of the spectrum, you spoke about uh, utilizing the older retired workforce, but also encouraging students to take up nursing. First of all, how do we encourage young people, university students, to come into nursing? Right. So I think it's how do we, how do we um, market that um, to the, the young people? Um, one way would be to actually talk to some of those, those younger people and think about, so it, as you look ahead to your career, um, what kinds of things are you looking for from your work life? that would want to make you work in a hospital and as a nurse. Um, what are you looking for from, from your employer? Um, we know that younger people these days don't necessarily have the same commitment that older generations had. They might change jobs a number of times. So how do we then give them the best um, chance of having a positive career when they're starting out? On, on the other side of the spectrum, for the age workforce, um, how can we make the uh, workplace flexible so that it encourages them to keep on working beyond 65 when they're eligible to, to cash in their superannuation and, and claim their pension? How can we encourage them to take up shifts and to, to, contri- to continue to contribute to the organization that has been good to them and they've been good to us? You talked to, uh, towards the end about ageism, and you've, I think you've spoken a lot. You've had a TED Talk on rethinking aging. Why is this an area that interests you? Well, I think it's the last ism out there that people are still okay with. Um, we make fun of old people. We make fun of ourselves. And I really think it's um, based on fear, and it's based on our own uh, mortality and our own... Um, misapprehensions about growing old and no longer be able to do things that younger people can do and uh, we don't want to we've seen the way that our grandparents aged and we don't want to go through the same journey that they've gone through we hear bad stories in the media about how seniors are mistreated and um, I think that's really what what interests me the most about this is being able to change that we've changed it with civil rights we've changed it with um, with you know, almost every kind of other other group of people that we can think about, um, we, we've reconciled um, as much as possible with um, First Nations people. We reconcile with people who have different sexual orientations than us, um, different hair color, different eye color, different different stature, different body shapes. Um, but one thing we haven't done yet is really reconciled with age aging. And I think um, we all have an invested interest in this to to make it a better place for us when we become old. Dan Levitt, thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure. Thank you.